Welcome back to This Ain't a Scene, It's a Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Carson, and uh, there's someone else in the room with me. Holy crap. Uh, it's me, Dawson, your How'd other I do? host. How'd I do on the Pretty intro? good, pretty good. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, how, how are you doing, buddy? I'm I'm alive, you know. We thriving. hung out for like 40 minutes before recording, so I, I, I know. I mean, we're just kind of going through the motions with that yeah, question, yeah, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Like, you already know how yeah. I'm doing. I already know how you're doing. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> Not great, honestly. There's like, there's like a be bunch better. of bullshit in my life happening right now, and I wanted to stop, so. <laughs> yeah. You know what um, else was bad? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so... Uh, I, I've I've been loving lovingly terming uh lovingly referring to this episode this week as hater week yep. for this podcast. Um and I, I think it's the only thing that's getting me through the uh dog shit life stuff that I'm dealing with at the moment. Um it's being a world class hater. Being a world class hater of things. Um yeah, I don't know. So I think I wanted to start off by asking you, like, you you said you, on the first episode, you said you got into Panic at the Disco, um, uh, like, a little before Fall Out Boy. Way before Fall Out Boy. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. I, wow. You put me in the host seat, and I just lost, like, all my, <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, what do I say? It's How do I segue? Looks, huh? Like, what do I do? Hey, everybody. Uh, what I was trying to say in this portion of the show is that uh, if you don't know, Panic at the Disco played their final show uh, a- about a week ago. Um, and then the conversation after this that follows my little interstitial here is uh, Dawson and I talking about the final set list. Uh, unfortunately, I had some mic issues. Uh, we figured it out finally. Um, but yeah, I, I said, I said all that information and, uh, it was just super choppy and it sounded really bad. So, uh, sorry about that, everybody. Because, uh, Viva Lost Vengeance came out, which, um, I don't know about you, but, uh, to me, the end of the band had been coming for a long time. Yeah. The end of Panic of the Disco had been coming for a long time. Um, you know. Uh, I'd say that most of the core fan base, like the like diehard like day ones, um, including myself, I would not call myself a day one, but I did go to the Vices and Virtues tour. Mm. Um, I did buy that album on release day um, on CD. So I I don't totally consider myself a day one, but uh, you know, a pretty big fan of the earlier work. Yeah. Um. I think they lost those people probably about two albums ago, maybe even three albums ago with Death of a Bachelor. Um, Because that's like where I would officially say that I dropped off. I liked like maybe two or three songs on that. That's fair to say. Um, And uh, I think the failure of Viva Lost Vengeance was like the final nail in the coffin. Like you are alienating the fans that, uh also liked your you know pop leaning stuff um you lost the core fan base you lost the normies it's only the stands that like this record it seems um like for every for every like 
100 hate comments about Viva Lost Vengeance. I see like one like Viva Lost Vengeance was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um and uh yeah, so like from my perspective this was coming. Um and the day the album came out, I I believe I said it to a couple friends of mine. Um I was like this is the final nail in the coffin. It's just it's they're done. Like mm-hmm. there's no way this album sells well. A um there's no way this tour sells very well. B um, and then people were like ridiculing, uh, him singing that song from frozen, I think, because that yeah. was in the set list for He's, some reason. He put a fucking, it's, it's a cover version of that song. Cause like his, ver- well, I think his version maybe comes up in the credits, but, um, he, he did a couple of those. He did one for the greatest showman, um, where he covered, uh, the greatest show for the for the soundtrack yeah and for some fucking reason he put the frozen cover in his set list which like yeah man i mean you did do that song but this isn't like a bohemian rhapsody situation where you'd already been performing that one and then like yeah you got the chance yeah. to do it for suicide squad so like it made sense that you played it live this is just it's a frozen song yeah for babies for yeah it's a, it's a baby song what are you doing um that eventually got pulled from the set list too. Yeah. Um, because so they started out the Viva Lost Vengeance tour, uh, playing the album all the way through after like and they would like bookend it with like two uh quote unquote like classics. Classics. Not classics, greatest hits, I'd say. Like High Hopes. Biggest hits. Um so um you know Already not off to a great start that tour. Mm-hmm. And then I think that there were a lot of tickets that just weren't moving very well. So I think they pulled back and they were like, no, let's, let's, you know, throw something else into the set list. Um, and instead of it being like a song that everybody liked, uh, they played the frozen song. And I want to say like, one of a uh, uh, pray for the wicked song in 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 place of another Viva Las Vengeance song. Um, all the Viva Las Vengeance songs are short. Uh, I found out today. Um, so anyway, uh, before we before we get into this, how how did you come into liking Panic at the Disco? Well, before we get into that, uh, <laughs> I just want to remind our listeners: yes, this is a Fallout Boy podcast. Um, <laughs> it's just the song that we're talking about this week, uh, Bob Dylan. Kind of fucking sucks. We don't really it have does. a lot to say about it, it. Yeah. So we figured we would get to some other <laughs> scene happenings. Um, sure. And sure. Since we yeah. have literally not gone an episode without talking about Brendan Yuri, the so king far, of show tunes, the king, of, king show of show tunes himself. We figured we would continue that streak since crossover between Panic fans and Fallout Boy fans are, are is pretty high. I think this is in related interests. It's definitely related. It's related the show yeah. um and i think that if i mean if we were going to talk about any associated bands final show um it's like panic and maybe i would associate like i, I don't know 21 uh, pilots maybe. 21 yeah because it's like if the 21 tumbler. pilots announced that they were playing a final show we would probably talk about it yeah because that'd be so. like shocking yeah <laughs> i'm i'm calling this episode uh the king of show tunes the funeral 
um, <laughs> and then the next time we talk about him, it'll be the king of show tunes, the autopsy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so but anyway, yeah. uh, how Back. did how did you how did you come to them? So I was in like, uh, fuck, I must have been like thirteen, twelve or thirteen. Okay. Um, and my friend at the time, because uh, from school, uh, I I didn't go to like public school. I was um, mm. or private school. Oh. Uh, I went to homeschool co-ops. Ooh. If you know what those are. I I kind of went to something similar. For so. our listeners who don't know what those are, <laughs> it's uh, a place where a bunch of homeschoolers get together once or twice a week, um, usually twice, and uh, do school there. Just Hell so yeah. that like they don't grow up completely stunted or whatever. So my friend... Uh, Tells me one day, she's like, hey, um, have you heard of this band Panic at the Disco? <laughs> and I had, the most exposure I had to Panic was on Tumblr. Because I was on Tumblr as, yeah. as a child. Um, as but a boy. As but a boy. And I had seen the same gif from This Is Gospel. Oh, okay. Like the music video where... Brendan is like sitting up and mm. going, "If you love me, let me go." Like, cause he sounds yeah, that, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, let me. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. Okay, I'd yeah. seen that same GIF, and I imagined his voice being like super high, because mm-hmm. it just kind of looked like it would be. Um, then my friend tells me to listen to Panic, and I believe my first album I listened to by them was uh, "Too Weird to Live." Which opens with this as gospel. Yes, and then is. I heard his voice and I was like, oh, it's like way deeper than I imagined it would be. It's still not a deep voice, but it has sure. kind of like that sure. that timber to it. Timber, 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 timber. timber. It's hardly going know her. Down. <laughs> I'm yelling timber. Hardly That's know right. her. Yeah. Um, and I heard that and I was like, oh, this guy, this guy's voice is actually kind of interesting. Yeah. So I listened to all four of his albums that were out at the time. Yeah. In like in in the same day, and I I literally I remember texting my friend and being like, I don't dislike a single one of these songs. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, that's never happened to me with a band before. And then since then, it was just panic was like all I listened to. Sure. Sure. And that didn't stop until fucking I don't know. I must have been like seventeen. Did you see them at all? Um, no, because I didn't. Really? Um, okay. I was like terrified of live shows up until I was like 18. Just because like. <laughs> I did not know this about you. <laughs> yeah, right. Kind of kind of surprising As a, as a now touring musician, yeah. that is very funny. <laughs> um, but up until, uh, up until around then, I, there was just like too many people there. Okay. I could not handle it. No, I get that. Yeah. So I didn't see, I didn't see them live. I didn't see fucking Owl City Live, which I also really loved back then. Yeah. Um, a lot of bands I didn't see um, during some of their prime eras just because like, I didn't feel like I could yeah. go. Um, so still haven't and probably won't see Panic Live um, for <laughs> another like 10 years. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Um, First of all, I think we should acknowledge 
this is not the final panic of the disco show. No. Like, that's not what's happening. No, no. Like, they can say final show all they want. That is not what is happening at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the second Brendan Urie wants to, like, buy a new car or more accurately, like, buy a new house, absolutely panic comes back for a when we were young style festival. Yeah. Um, Playing all the hits. Viva Las Vengeance front to back. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, so let, let's let's get into this fucking set list. Uh, it'll be a combo episode. It'll be half this, half uh, Fall Out Boy song. Yeah, and we're getting this out of the way first because uh, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, we could switch them around, I guess. We're already like, into it. We're already into it. Who cares? Um, I didn't think about this very hard. Uh, <laughs> very clear. You gave me the host seat, and I, I just I obliterated it. So, <laughs> um, so, uh, so I, I was a little wrong on uh on what happened with uh with Viva Las Vengeance. Um they played it all the way through um this entire tour. Holy the American fuck. leg and the uh UK leg. They played uh all of it front to back at every show. Uh Into the Unknown was just added for one Texas date and then simultaneously removed because it got so ridiculed on the internet. Jesus Christ. Um, uh and little fun fact as to why we're getting into this yeah. um, partially is because uh, there was a tweet that announced what the final set list was. Yeah. And everyone was giving it shit on Twitter. So I put together a a playlist on Spotify. <laughs> you uh, texted me in all caps, are you man enough? <laughs> I put together that playlist called, and I called it the final panic set list challenge. Um, really rolls off the tongue. Final that, <laughs> I I couldn't even get to the second exactly, word. Yeah. Final panic setlist challenge. Final pet petlick. Yeah, and I pet believe lick. that was the word I got to. Petlick, Jesus. Yeah, and geez. I believe it's um my like second or third most popular tweet on the Bummer Hill account. Nice, nice. Um, so it was a banger. If you it will. was a banger, honestly. Nice banger nice. tweet. Um, and I guess no one had done that yet. Even though the tweet had been up for like three hours, yeah, no one had no one had put the playlist together. No one had the balls to to put all these songs in sequential order in a Spotify playlist. <laughs> well, uh, but I, I did. You and I had you and I had a little had a little lunch when you got here, and uh, I was like, "So, how man were you?" And you were like, "Oh, I didn't do it." And yeah. I was like, "You motherfucker." <laughs> you'll never guess what i did today folks oh no i did this not once but twice today fuck to be prepared for this you did it you you should have told me that you wanted to talk about this on on the episode i did tell you i texted you you said it was the patreon episode (laughs) which we haven't set up yet but then you said all right you know what you're right you're right this is on me this one's on me um what do you what do you think of this set list? Just like Dog initial shit. impressions. Dog shit. Terrible. All of it? All of it? Not all of it, but just like because obviously there's songs in here that I like. But Yeah, let's I, let's start there. So the songs that I like off of this set list. Um first I'm going to say each of the songs in the set list so people get Oh an yeah, idea yeah, yeah. We should probably do that. On. We should probably do that. Um so it starts out with Say Amen Saturday Night. Um Which goes, I did not hate. Uh, I hadn't heard Controversial. it. Controversial. So I I literally hadn't heard it since like that album came out. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
listened to it twice today, and I was like, this song isn't half bad. It's got some stuff in there that it's probably one I of the cut, better ones. Off of Pray for the wicked. It yeah, I mean, it's it just sounds like the like death of a bachelor, like kind of like ominous key thing, and it's like, all right, I can I can stomach this. Yeah. You know, I stomached the death of a bachelor tour. I can I can stomach this record. You know, mm-hmm. so it goes from there to Hey Look Ma I Made It. Then don't threaten me with a good time. This is gospel. Miss Jackson, Emperor's New Clothes, the entirety of Viva Las Vengeance, which yeah. is Viva Las Vengeance, middle of a breakup. Don't let the light go out. Local God, Star Spangled Banner, God killed rock and roll. The song is I called Star Spangled Banger, by the way. Oh shit! I have never read it like that until literally <laughs> just now. Um, say it louder, Sugar Soaker, hardly know her. Something about Maggie, <laughs> sad clown, all by yourself, and then do it to death. And then directly following that whole album is yeah. Girls, Girls, Boys. Then into House of Memories, Nine in the Afternoon, Death of a Bachelor, I Write Sins, Not Tragedies, Victorious, and closing out the set. The last high song hopes. they ever play. The last song they ever played. Not ever really. Ever in quotes. Yeah. High Hopes. So uh, by this point, I had Stockholm Syndrome uh, from uh, all of Viva Las Vengeance. Mm -hmm. And by the time Girls, Girls, Boys, which is a song I don't really like, by the way. Mm. I kind of think that song sucks. Um, Not sucks. It's just like it's one of the weakest cuts on that record. Mm -hmm. Um, By the time I got to Girls, Girls, Boys, I was like, thank God. Not only home stretch, but... I enjoy this song. Yeah. I enjoy this song more than I enjoyed the previous 12. Mm-hmm. Um, or 13. I don't know how many are on Viva Las Vegas. Too many. I think it's 12. Think, Too many. I think off the top of my head it's 12. But uh, let me count. 1, 2, um, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12. Yeah. Well, uh, off off rip. I can um, count. You, you sure can. Um, yeah. I, uh, you know, so. I was thinking about this in the context of like a live show and like what it's like to be an audience member. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I did watch some footage from this show. I went deep on this research. God damn. Damn. Um, deeper than I went for the fallout boy song we're doing today. <laughs> um, so uh, I saw some footage from this Um Brendan uh, looks very bored uh, really? the whole time. Um, Was this footage from the actual last show? Yeah, oh, the wow. last show. Um, he lets the crowd sings, sing almost the entire uh, first verse of I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. And then I believe lets them sing uh, most of the second verse too. Hmm. It's like half of the first verse and then most of the second verse. Um, so he doesn't want to sing that song. To be fair to him, um, it's been around for a fucking while. Yeah, but He's like... He's played it at every single show. I, I know. It's just I get like, it, but it, you know, just sing the song. <laughs> I know. Yeah, like that song is the reason why your band became anything. Yeah. The record that it's on, banger record. True. One of my favorite records ever. So maybe real. in my top ten, even. 
because I love that album so, so, so much. I think it's fucking brilliant. Mm -hmm. And that band would be fucking nothing without that record. So, um, I would understand more if that was Panic's like only hit. Sure, but sure. it's definitely not. It's not. It's not at all. Because I just watched. Um, I've been watching this show Poker Face on Peacock. Um, oh yeah, is, it's really is it good. good. It's really good. I can't stand the Peacock app, but That's I'll break totally through fair. it if you if you if you say it's good. But it's, I trust you. It's created by Ryan Johnson, and it's a mm, mystery never mind. Show. I'm out now. No, no, no. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. It's a mystery of the week show. It's like Columbo. Oh, um, fun. Yeah, it's like a mystery of the week show, and the the conceit is, um, it's uh, around this girl who can always tell when somebody's lying. Yeah, one hundred percent of the time. That's fun, and it's really interesting because it gets into like, um, like sometimes she tells people this fact about herself yeah. that she shouldn't tell. Yeah. So then those people have to find creative ways of always telling the truth while not revealing what they're actually doing. Okay. And it's super interesting, but. There was okay, this, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's cool as hell. Um, I honestly think Ryan Johnson might work better as a as a TV. Uh, I I love um, like it's hard for me to watch any of the sequel Star Wars movies at this point, or yeah, even like think too. about them. But I love Knives Out and Glass Onion. I think those movies. Are I did not like awesome. Glass Onion, but I did like Knives Out quite a bit. I I heard a lot of people not like Glass Onion. Definitely um, not the majority, but it like, was, yeah, I it felt like a. I mean, we can get into this another time or off pod. We can just fist fight about it. But uh, <laughs> for me, Glass Onion was like a, uh, it, it was like a five out of 10. Um, mm. I enjoyed everything I was looking at, um, but I could not wait for it to end. <laughs> like <laughs> I, it was one of those things where I'm like, I love Janelle Monet. Mm-hmm. She's a gorgeous woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say I'd say one of my celebrity crushes, Janelle Monet, big, real up there. Shout out Janelle Monet. Shout out Janelle Monet, future guest of the pod. <laughs> uh, the feature on Funds We Are Young. Um, Brendan Yuri, not Brendan Yuri. Fuck, uh, Daniel Craig. <laughs> mind is poisoned. Your mind is mind, poisoned. The king of show tunes has, has looped himself in. He here. has invaded your brain. Daniel Craig is so fun. Mm-hmm. as that character and choose scenery as that character that it's like this is i'm having such Which a good time best part about but the movies the rest of it i i just you know um i also think uh dave batista severely underused but that that's is the case true. for every dave batista role because i think he is fantastic and he needs to be in more stuff mm-hmm. anyway anyway what what made you talk about this show yeah so um one of the episodes centers around a um, metal band who okay. had a, a one hit, and then oh. like their career is just in the shitter. Like they're oh, they're going on like yeah, um, like they used to be in like stadiums and shit, but now they're going on bar tours and mm. and all that because like they just couldn't replicate. I, I worked with a guy at Guitar Center who was in a really big, uh, or who was in an '80s hair metal band that had one huge hit. Mm-hmm. Um, they never quite lived it down. Sorry, continue. That's a uh, side note. Huge fear being in a band. Just like oh, big having that yeah. happen. Um, but it's uh, that show, that episode um, got me thinking about just like the, the concept of being a one hit in general. Because like um, throughout that episode, they fucking hate playing that hit. That's because fun. like they talk about. 
uh, like the first time they ever heard it, and it was like lightning running through their body. They're like, sure. "Oh, this is a hit! Yeah. Like this is a really good song." Um, and now they're just like they hate it so much because they can't replicate it. Sure, but that's Which, not the case with Panic. That's not the know? case with Brendan Urie. Um, this is what I've always said. Um, and it was before Paramore did it. So, uh, just you know, before before anybody's like you know, writing into the show being like, you're an idiot, uh, which I know you're going to do anyway, which is fine. But, uh, I've always said, just be like, Hey, this is the tour for, um, this record. This is what we're promoting, etc. However, this is going to be the last time we play this song for a while mm-hmm. and no one would get mad at you. Yeah. Nobody, nobody would be mad. They would get a little mad, but they'd at least, it you would get be a little expected. mad in the future, I guess, but it's just like, listen, you had your chance. Mm-hmm. You know, we told you it was the last time we were playing the song, you know, for a little while. And Paramore did that with Misery Business. And I mean, I had a bit of a viral Misery Business tweet yesterday. So uh, I did see that one. Yeah. No one really got mad at me. There were a couple that were just like, what are you talking about? It's their only song. And I was like, all right. Yeah, you need to listen to more Paramore songs. <laughs> That's another band who we'd talk about it if it was their final show. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but, uh, like Paramore did that with misery business. I don't think anybody's complained since. Um, and again, it it isn't, huh? They did bring it back. They brought, they bring it back here and there, but like, you know, I think it's because they want to like it again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, where like, whereas like, (laughs) I don't think Brendan Urie wants to like any of those songs again. And, uh, my theory is is uh, there's like some serious guilt regarding who is not in the band anymore. And he just doesn't want to revisit that. And I understand that because like, you know, he's a 35 year old man at this point, maybe a little bit older than that. 38 or maybe something. I don't know. Something like that. He's in his thirties. He's in his thirties. And like, I get it. You don't want to revisit that. You don't want to go back to this time in your life. That is totally fine. Mm -hmm. But your tickets are expensive as shit. Yeah. <laughs> please play Time to Dance for God fucking sake. God. Um please play anything from Vices. For No, God's oh my sake. gosh, can we talk about that? There is n- Has, there's not a single Not a single song. Not even Ballad of Mona Lisa. Mm-mm. God damn, that made me so mad. Not even ready to go. Which like I would commercial ex- song. At this point, ratio worst song on that record. I, Sorry. M- you might be right. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it, but of all the songs on that record, it's the one uh-huh. I would have expected him to play the most. I guess so. That was a pretty big hit for them, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a pretty big song, like moderately sized hit. My and like it is the most in line with the shit that Brendan is doing now. Uh, yes, that I would agree with. Yeah, um, I think that that song's verses are like obnoxiously better than the choruses. <laughs> the verses are so good in that song. Um. Yeah. And I just I just don't like the fucking Coke commercial bells. <laughs> like yeah. I think it literally was used for a Coke commercial too. Probably. Um Do you ever think about how that's not the intro to that album? I think about that constantly. It's such an easy album intro that it's like, why would you not make that the first I song have, on the record? Fun fact. That album, since I've been because I've been listening to it for almost ten years at this point. Mm-hmm. I have never thought about the sequencing for that album. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. That's the thing is it's like it's one of their best records. I think it literally is their second best record. Um, That's crazy. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna say in my opinion. <laughs> oh really? I think it's their second best. Um, I uh, it it like it really fucks me up that like the sequencing is so bad. Yeah. I don't listen to that album in order. Let me look at the sequencing for it's that. It's pretty album. bad, but uh, yeah, there's not a single Vices and Virtues song on this set list. Um, and my guess is probably because twelve is a big number. Mm-hmm. Uh, my band, even when we're headlining, does not play 12 songs at the moment. I don't think um, Bummer Hill has ever played 12 songs at a show. I don't think Dow Boys has either. I think the most we played is 11. We played 11 in Kansas City on this past tour. Yeah, th- this um, just off the Spotify playlist, this set list mm-hmm. is almost an hour and a half long. Yeah, that's pretty standard for a band that's that's of their size headlining. Mm-hmm. Hour and a half though, twelve songs. That is like thirty minutes. Yeah, and any of those songs could be swapped out with a Vices and Virtues song. Yeah, just give us one, Brendan. Give us what are fucking, you doing, brother? Even let's kill tonight. I bet that shit goes crazy live. Uh, I as somebody who went to the Vices and Virtues tour, yes, it did. God damn. It I'm looking sick. at the sequencing to that album now. It's bad. And yeah. <laughs> it's bad. It's pretty bad. It makes no sense. I why is why is always like the fourth to last song? That's like a second to last song vibe. Yeah. Or uh yeah, that might be the worst song on the re- on that record. It's cuz now that I'm thinking about ready to go, I'm like, yeah, you know, what? I can get down with the co-commercial music. Yeah, I'm honestly, okay of of the Coke commercial songs of the world, Ready to Go is one of the better ones. But it's in the middle of the fucking record. It's in the it's middle. after Trade Mistakes, which makes no sense. Yeah, Trade Mistakes, like, even though, like, it's it's a dramatic-ass song. And, yeah. like, lyrically, one of, like, the, the lyrical intent on that song um, is, like, sort of heavy, honestly, for, yeah, no, for no. Panic. And then it just goes... Uh, fucking bow, now, now. <laughs> just bow, now, now, yeah. right after. Well, like if I think about how Ready to Go is, there's only three songs in between Ready to Go and Nearly Witches. Mm-hmm. Nearly Witches. Close. Do, does Brendan not like playing that song? I actually know the answer to that. Brendan does not like playing that song, but uh, God, I, I don't know. What a song! Nearly what a Witches. Good song. What, what a, a good song. fucking banger. Um. Uh. I, I okay, so back to this fucking dog shit set list. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, look, Ma, I made it. Um, maybe one of the worst songs ever. Uh, like I'm not even joking. Like yeah. it's that song, fucking sucks. Um, although, pray for the wicked. Is that when Dallin leaves? Is that when Dallin is like out, out? I think so. I think because they they've had that they've had that. Uh, They've had that woman playing bass for them for a little while. They've had that lady. Mm-hmm. I don't want to call her a girl. I don't know why. My mind was just like, don't say girl. Don't say girl. Don't say girl. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that's officially when Dallin leaves. Um, and because uh, I don't know if you know this, but High Hopes. I listened to a podcast episode on it, I think, where like High Hopes was written because a bunch of like hollywood songwriters got like a cabin together and they just decided they were going to write like 10 songs in like a few weeks huh um and high hopes was one of those 
Um, I feel like there's another big one in there somewhere, but probably. Uh, I know High Hopes, which is arguably Panic's biggest new song. Would it you say? definitely is. Um, yeah, I mean, Trump used it in his campaign. How much bigger can you get? Um, <laughs> Why the fuck did he do that? It's so funny. <laughs> it's funnier to think of Joe Biden doing it, but yeah. Uh, yeah anyway, um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I don't know. So like. Pray for the Wicked, I feel like they bring in a lot of co-writers. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like Brendan doesn't want to write those songs on that record. Um, that's the only record where it feels like he just showed up to the studio and was like, what's the song? Sure, I'll figure this out. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Honestly, even though Hey Look Ma, I Made It is like so dog shit, the video kind of backs you up on this. Cause it's, how do you mean? The, the music video for that song is... I, like, I wouldn't dare watch it. It's honestly not that bad. Okay. It's the the whole concept is Brendan is a is a literally they make him a puppet. He is literally a puppet being controlled by the music industry and like getting into fucked up situations. And like it's a it's not like the best video, but as like an insight into why he would have done that, it Uh perfectly lines up with the album. And like, yeah, gives the give the song kind of a like a macabre like reevaluation. Like, did he make it? He does mm-hmm. not seem to be having any fun. Yeah, and this video is like depressing. <laughs> it is the most soulless record that they've made. I I mean, like, this is just a hot take. Um, that is like a spicy, spicy take. Um, <laughs> uh. I think Viva Lost Vengeance is better than Pray for the Wicked. I agree. Um, and I found that out today when, like, because whenever a Pray for the Wicked song would come out, I'd be like, I'm going to shoot myself. Like, in, I'm going uh, to rip my own head off. I, like, I'm going to go into traffic just, like, right now. Um, so I hate Hey Look Ma, I Made It. That song sucks. Um, then uh, the song I said, the song from Death of a Bachelor I said I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, don't threaten me with a good time. Um, I, I think I still like this song. I like it. Um, I like it. It's it is Tumblr bait. Like it yeah. is like it is made so that fourteen year old girls can put the lyrics into gifs. Mm-hmm. That is what this song is made for. The music video is also Tumblr bait. If yes, you've ever yes, seen it. and that's fine. Yeah. In his bag, leaning into it, that's fine. Yeah. I don't care. Based as hell. Based as hell. Um, a it's very clear Dallin instrumental, too, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, and then uh, let's talk about uh, where I started to think that this wasn't going to be so bad, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, uh, This Is Gospel and Miss Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, reminded me of a time when this band had live drums yeah. uh, <laughs> and uh, their songs were uh, still pretty cool and... Uh, so uh, an, one thing I really, really noticed about this, this particular listen through was because this band started off incorporating um, theatrical things and uh, like maybe unconventional instruments, mm-hmm. um, you know, things that we, you would hear more in like Baroque music and stuff like that. Um that opened them up to this world of being the band, like 
show tunes the band. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is the real tragedy of like what direction their music went in is because Vices and Virtues, they're still like fucking weird bells and mm-hmm. like, you know, psycho top hats and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they, they when I'm like listening the... to Vices and Virtues, I feel like I'm a joker with a top hat. They had like the steampunk aesthetic going on in that album cycle too. Sure, yeah. I mean, if anything, I'd say that it was kind of always there. Like it made sense for them. Like that yeah, evolution absolutely. made a lot of sense for them. Um there's like there's the fucking uh like clav thing on uh goddamn uh let's kill tonight like it's awesome mm-hmm. um <laughs> but like this is uh too let's see if i can do it too weird to live too rare to die yes fuck yes you Finally, got it i got it that's the first time i've gotten it right on this on this show um that's when everything shifts mm-hmm. and like uh what do you what do you think of this is gospel because i think it's a pretty I, good song i like it yeah yeah I like it. It's um I don't think it's that bad. No, not at all. Um it's the 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 lyrics are like kind of waffly. Uh they the, I think they beat around the bush too much for for what this the song is allegedly about. What is the song allegedly about? Brendan said he wrote it about um Spencer and like his drug problems and like oh i don't which i didn't, I didn't I think pick i up knew that all. but i i i don't gleam that at all off of yeah. this i don't pick up on that at all from the from the lyrics themselves but whatever did um, i tell you i think i was at the last show that spencer played really i think so because he dropped off that tour with fallout boy and 21 pilots like i think a week after i saw him damn so i was at like one of the last spencer smith shows anyway Shout out Spencer Smith. Honestly. Shout out Spencer. What what are you doing, buddy? Go come to on the, the show. Go, come on the show. Let's, um, uh, the, yeah, that's bold of a guy who is clearly on cocaine to write a song about this. But that's fine. Yeah, I mean, Whatever. Because I mean, it was very, it very clearly had more of an effect on Spencer than any of Brendan's drug issues. Yeah, for sure. Um, if if he has them, I don't know if he's ever been public about any of that. So that that could just be a speculating. Every time I see an interview with him i'm like that is how someone who just did coke talks um so alternatively theater kid also that yeah also yeah annoying there you go but um um, i like this is gospel a lot i I think that's a good song i think miss jackson slaps too i think that like might hold up as like one of their best not top 10 but like close. Only thing I don't really like about Miss Jackson is just like the chorus is kind of like is very simple, um, and just yeah. him saying Miss Jackson over and over again isn't like the most compelling. But I really like the verses on that song. Yeah, no, it's cool. Well, and also the Ooh, where will you be waking up tomorrow mm-hmm. morning? That's cool. Like that, that, that's tight. Um, that album really has a lot of moments where. They have like millennial whoops and like big soaring yeah. choruses and whatever, and it works. Yeah, like that's like the only time that it really worked on a Panic album. I agree. Yeah, and and uh, I don't know, like when we're talking about songs that just like aren't on this set list, like where is Vegas Lights? Yeah, that song is great, dude. Like this whole fucking shit ass album he put out just now is about Vegas mostly yeah Yeah. where's vegas lights i mean and that song is such a jam 
it's got the millennial woos on it, but I like them on that song. Yeah. Weirdly enough. It has a really good energy to it. I listened to that song willingly after I did this. Probably, again, because I think I had Stockholm Syndrome. But <laughs> um and then let's uh let's talk about Emperor's New Clothes because Banger. Um dude, yeah. Banger. No, for real. I had forgotten about this song entirely. This song is good. Mm-hmm. It's got I'm gonna say it, uh the it is the best post Spencer chorus. Yeah. It might even be the best chorus since Vices and Virtues. Controversial but debatable. I, I think sure. I'm right about that because this chorus is insane. Yeah. It's so, so good. Um the only part of the song that I don't like is the finders, keepers, losers, weepers part. But like it doesn't bother me that yeah. much. It's like it's like campy. It's it's campy. Um it's on some like nightmare before Christmas shit. Yeah. Um but I think it kind of serves the song a little bit. Yeah. And also when I think about it as a Dallinism, I'm like, okay, I like it now. Yeah. That's cool. That's tight. Yeah. Um <laughs> and then <laughs> all 12 songs oh on God. Viva Las Vengeance. Listen, we've talked about this before. We have, I, yeah. I was optimistic about the record. Yeah. Just based off the singles. And it pisses me off because I listened to Don't Let the Light Go Out Again recently. Yeah. That song is good. I might love that song, honestly. That song is good. I think that song is really, really good. And if he had just gone in this like sentimental, like soft rock, sort of Springsteen esque direction the whole sure. album. I think we could have got a really good album. The weird like fifties rock and roll, like kind of leaning into the like uh the like throwback isms of Death of a Bachelor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um a lot of my problem with this record is the production. Yeah. Um 100%. I think it sounds bad. Um I think it was a big mistake not to tune the vocals. Mm-hmm. Um not because Brandon Yuri isn't a good singer, but because uh I think the only time you shouldn't tune vocals is when you are doing something extremely emotional mm-hmm. um, to where you don't want it. Like, it doesn't matter that you're hitting the note. You're, it just, you know, is there. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with pop production. With rock production, you can, get a, you can get away with it. There's an entire From First to Last record where Sonny Moore's vocals aren't tuned. Mm-hmm. Um, and it works for that. I don't um, think Paramore tuned the vocals on This Is Why either. That's but different, like, though. Haley Williams is it's, like it's different. It's <laughs> Haley Williams is like, a generational vocal talent. Yeah. Like, uh, um, it's it's not that like she's missing notes or anything, but it yeah. does add to the rawness of that record. Right. Yeah. Well, I am I am saying for this genre, um, definitely tune the vocals. for for what Brendan Urie was trying to do on this record, showcasing his vocal style. Um, which, by the way. Uh, the song that they play after they finish playing this entire record in the middle of the set list, Girls, Girls, Boys, the vocals are incredibly tuned. Mm-hmm. It's the one song in this set list where I heard the tuning, mm-hmm. which I think maybe that's just my ear now. That's just like how my ear might work with like production. I um, think you just listened to Viva Las Vengeance too much. And then the second into I heard the tuned vocals, I was like, fuck. Like, Holy shit. Um, by the way, we're not talking about auto tune, everybody. We're talking about pitch correction. Yeah, I think I think maybe people think we're talking about auto tune, and I, I just want to clear that up. Those that two we are talking are about pitch correction. They are very different. Very things. different. Um, 
uh, everybody uses pitch correction just before you stop to be like, oh, my favorite singer. Yeah, they do. They yeah. absolutely do. Just to, just to give a little rundown on the difference between the two, for anyone who's unaware, uh, we have a lot of musicians who listen to this podcast. Yeah, for sure. Just because we're friends with a lot of musicians mm-hmm. and they yeah. listen to our podcast. Um, so they already know, or they should already know. Yeah. Um, but auto-tune is generally a style at this mm-hmm. point. T-Pain, yeah. auto-tune, Lil Wayne, a lot of auto-tune, like uh, 100 Gex, so much auto-tune. Yeah. Based as hell, honestly. Like, um, It was very villainized in the early 2010s, but I think yeah. opinions kind of turned around on it. Pitch correction is going into the track and manually like moving the pitch of certain vocal parts or like certain words yeah. and shit literally like by like each note yeah. each syllable sometimes it's yeah. like quantizing which if you don't know what quantizing is it's matching a a sound to be on the beat it's like quantizing but for pitch yeah exactly so and i, I also think the other two big differences are auto-tune it's live mm-hmm. and the second you sing into it it's correcting you in real time mm-hmm. Uh, pitch correction is afterwards. Mm-hmm. So once the track is there, once you've sang into it, you are going into it. Um, and literally fucking every... Adele uses pitch correction. She talked yeah. about it. So, Everyone you know, uses fuck it. off. There's nothing wrong with either of those. There's nothing wrong with There's nothing wrong with either of them whatsoever. Um, yeah, the vocals should be tuned on, on Viva Lost Vengeance. Um, and the thing is, is like, it, it's also long, I think is is the other part is like, it's only 12 songs, but you feel like each one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of that has to do with like, there are some songs where the key just like changes like for every part of it. Mm-hmm. Viva Las Vengeance, the song in particular, the verse is in a different key than the chorus. And then the bridge is in a different, uh, a secret third key. Mm-hmm. Um, Which I actually... Like that song, honestly. Uh, yeah, still, no, no. I, still I, like I think song. that song's all right. Um, but it is like very jarring, and it feels like not a lot of thought was put into the songwriting of just like I wrote this part, now this part, now this part. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the way it's produced, there are no dynamics whatsoever. Yeah, um, it's exhausting. Which to listen to. I think um, could be interesting. Um, if you know a band said. You know, we're pulling back. We're not going to do all these production tricks and stuff like that. I don't think it works here at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the quiet moments are the same volume as all the loud moments. Mm-hmm. Um, it's brick-walled to shit. The whole oh, thing. yeah. The whole thing is just so brick-walled. Um, I feel like I'm fucking just like... The The problem with these songs is is like for the venues that he's playing, these songs do not make sense in those fucking venues mm-hmm. at all. Um, and I'm not just talking about the production. I'm talking. I'm talking about like the way they're written. They're not like huge jams. Mm-hmm. They're like 3 p.m. music midtown songs. Yeah, like that you see some band called like the the Donkey Heads <laughs> at the fucking Ponce de Leon stage. The Donkey Heads. I don't know something. Uh, that, that, that does sound like a 3 p.m. on a Sunday. Exactly. Kind of band. Exactly. And that's what every song on this record is. Um, I don't hate Viva Las Vengeance. I don't hate. Don't let the light go out. Local God is unfortunately catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, Something else about Local God, the way you were talking about how 
Um, Brendan might not want to go back to those old songs because he feels guilty. Local God is like the biggest support yeah. to that argument that you could ask yeah, for. Yeah, no, for sure. Like it is, uh, for, for those who don't know, the, the whole conceit of that song is Brendan basically saying to, to Ryan Ross, you have it better than I do. Which is insane. <laughs> Honest, like it's one of the most, one of the funniest things. Ever. <laughs> one of the most compelling moments on this whole album. It's just hilarious because it's yeah. like, holy shit, dude! Like I feel really bad for you. Yeah. Um. Uh. Okay. So let's let's get past Viva Lost Vengeance because I could talk about it for a very long time because I have a lot of problems with it. Yeah. Um. First four songs, either mid to to like. Rest of the album, complete yeah. ass. Uh, you liked "Middle of a Breakup." I do not. I think it's. I think the lyrics kind of suck, but you know, it's a fun tune. Fully married man. I don't know who he's having makeup <laughs> sex with. You know, That's like the other thing. Yeah, like I guess of course you don't have to like write your life into every song. I don't do that, but yeah. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, buddy? Yeah, it's it's it. Gives similar energy to like MGK fucking writing about class and he's 30 years old. Like, brother, come on now. But hey, yeah, you know, yeah, I, it's I, all good. I first heard Middle of a Breakup when I was still optimistic about the record. So maybe that's still just could have been like some rose colored glasses. Yeah. Yeah. I got entirely you. possible. So immediately after they play this whole 12 song record in the middle of their set list, they play Girls, Girls, Boys. Banger. The bisexual anthem. Banger. Um, Hardly know her. Uh, I. This is another situation where I think the chorus is the weakest part of this song. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the second half of the chorus, the never did I think that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that part's bad. Um, it is like a. It's like a cool instrumental. It sounds kind of like Block Party a little bit, like a watered-down version of Block Party, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, if you don't know, it was Paramore's biggest influence for This Is Why. So, um, like, it's it's kind of like that type of jam. Um, I don't think this song needs to be played live. Like, I just don't no. think it's a good live song. It's, it's like, I, I mean, and I get why he does, because it was a single and it was kind of a big hit. Um, yeah. But... And like I'm, honestly, the the baseline on the song kind of goes crazy. It does kind of go crazy. I I would agree with that. Yeah. But as a as a live song, it's like I don't know what you would do to this song. Exactly. You just yeah. kind of gotta stand there, and like it's you dance not like this. Yeah. You, you, and I'm peanuts dancing for anybody <laughs> that can't see. For our audio listeners and video listeners, because we don't have any cameras. Yeah. Um. But it's. Yeah, it's you just kind of got to stand there, and it's not really um, like you just kind of stand there and bob your head or peanut dance a little bit, yeah, because it's not um, impressive enough on any front to warrant it being played live on that level. Yeah, I agree. Um, so it's just kind of a it, when you think about it like that, it's not really that great of a live song. It's still yeah. a good song in general, but you know, for for this kind of set list where it's like supposed to be kind of happy, fun time, dance around with your friends and shit like yeah. that. I don't know what you do to this song. Yeah, I don't know. You know, do you, what, you know what would be you know what would be great in its place. What? I was thinking this earlier. Fucking nicotine. Yeah, that song is sick. 
Nicotine is is kind of a nasty. It's kind of a controversial one for some reason. I like it. I like that song. I like that song. Casual Affair, the fucking Portishead ripoff song. Casual Affair goes crazy live. What a good song. I've seen like videos of him playing that song live. I was grounded for that tour. Damn. I couldn't go. Damn. Bums me out. Fucked up. Yeah. Um, Okay, uh, what what was fucking after that? After I believe Girls, House Girls of Memories. House of, which, uh, did that song like blow up recently It blew up something? on TikTok, yeah. It blew that up on TikTok. It. It, I believe it was a sped up version. He put out a sped up version. He put out a sped up version. But I think the sped up version was what blew up on TikTok. Yeah, so. he put out a sped up version like a couple months ago. Which was Yeah, it was like so right weird. before the Viva Las Vengeance rollout. Mm-hmm. So. No, I think it was like... Let me double check this. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like confusingly I don't want to have corrections next episode. Yeah. The panic community coming after us. Honestly, uh, what's what's how much of them is left? <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying is like not much. Like this record was bad to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think most of the fan base. I might have to phone a friend and get Mary Mahoney in here. Famous, uh, famous TikTok star Mary Mahoney, who had a uh, TikTok about Viva Las Vengeance blow up. Good lord! So the okay, yeah, it was right after Viva Las Vengeance came out, which was in August 2022, and then the House of Memories little remix EP came out uh, October 2022. Okay, which has House of Memories and then House of Memories sped up version and then slowed down version. I don't know which one blew up, but it was one of the two. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that song sucks. I, I agree. I think that song is like one of the worst cuts on "Death of a Bachelor." It is such a nothing song. There's nothing happening um, in that song. That's another one where I had a feeling Dallin was not involved in the writing of that one. Mm-hmm. I think I'm right. I think the two that Dallin had no involvement on on that record. Was that one and Rivers Cuomo wrote Victorious? So, mm. um, also sucks. Yeah, that song is terrible. Yeah. We'll get to that though. Uh, House of Memories blows. Mm. Um, I, uh, they had never played it until this tour. Uh, they didn't even play it on the Death of a Bachelor tour and they were playing most of that record. I saw them on that record. Um, unfortunately, uh, the set list was actually not half bad for that. Yeah. For that. Well, because Pray for the Wicked and Viva Las Vengeance were not out yet. yet. Yeah. So so they still had to play like the only difference between Martyrdom and Suicide is press coverage and stuff. Do you think they played House of Memories faster at the website? That'd be funny. That would be really funny. funny. I bet. Okay. So um, the way from all the live videos I saw, the way that this worked was they. like they had like a big old interlude um in between like everything mm. um and my guess is just knowing Brendan Yuri's corny ass uh there's no way they didn't reference House of Memories blowing up on TikTok yeah uh they probably played the sped up and slowed down version for like a brief second yeah and then they went into it you know what i mean um imagine <laughs> yeah, this song sucks, dude. Anyone, I, anyone who was there, uh, if you're listening, uh, tell us what happened for House of Memories and also the whole set. Um, yeah. Give us the lowdown. 
But after House of Memories is nine in the afternoon, which a blessed oh, oasis. Gosh, you know what? I after it was out after two songs I dislike a lot. Um, I did not really enjoy it. I'm not gonna lie. Really, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh man, it's I'm like not, not having a it. good time right now. <laughs> I I fucking love nine in the afternoon. It's such a good song. It um. I was like addicted to that song last summer for a minute where it was kind of the only thing I could listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it is an unreal song. It is yeah. so, so good. Also, um, if, if you guys hear any, uh, any breathing and like, shit, that's, <laughs> I don't think she's picking up on the mic. She might, but if it, just oh, in yeah. case uh, I got a dog next to me, Sadie, shout out Sadie. She's so, she's so precious. Nine in the afternoon. Like you said, an oasis. Um, it was just like nothing was offending me yeah. at that at this point of the listen. I think I enjoyed it the first time. I think the second time I was like, okay, almost done. I can't enjoy this. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> fuck. Um, Death of a Bachelor. Uh, I don't like this song, but I also don't hate it. I like it. Okay. It's certainly not the worst song on Death of a Bachelor. Yeah. Um. The worst song on Death of a Bachelor is Crazy Equals Genius. That is, what a terrible track. I'm trying to remember all the songs on that album. See if I agree. That is definitely down there. Yeah. Oh, Golden Days is the worst one. Oh, I don't even remember Golden Days. It's so bad. It's so uh, bad. Well, we'll, we'll circle back. <laughs> um, and then I Write Scenes Not Tragedies. We covered this before. Banger. Brendan does not want to play it. Um, he doesn't care mm-hmm. at all. Um, I, at this point, I don't know what would make him care about uh, uh, and I've, uh, a fever you can't sweat out song. Maybe if it blew up on TikTok. Possibly, yeah. I mean, I'm sure, like, that's the thing is, like, a fever you can't sweat out is such a classic record mm. that no matter what song they play from it, everyone's going to know every word. Yeah. There's not a single person that is at that show that has never listened to a fever you can't sweat out before. Yeah. So. Like, I would hope. <laughs> I would hope. I would hope. Maybe there is. Maybe there is. That would really bum me out and also make me feel fucking old. But <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it's just, it's funny to look at and just be like, all right, well, this is the one song from your debut record. Yeah. Still your most popular the one that record. that puts you on the map. The one that puts you on the fucking map. The, the, probably the only one that gets like rock radio play too. Yeah. Cause I, I would hear this like on the fucking like station where they play Godsmack and stuff, you know? Yeah. Sadie's really a <laughs> Sadie. Really <wants laughs> Sadie goodness. <laughs> Sadie is a very large golden retriever that my mom has. Uh, I'm I'm house sitting for my mom right now, so we're having some fun. Big eyebrows. Uh, she does have big eyebrows. Um, after I write sins. <laughs> Why are you making these noises? Sadie. Oh my goodness. She's so silly. After I write sins, uh Victorious and High Hopes. Um Goddamn. Terrible songs. I, I think Terrible. these are like bottom of the barrel. Um Victorious only works in the context of being played as like buffer music for football radio. Not even. I mean, I don't even think it works for I that. Think that's I think the... it works for uh I think it works for like uh, a Target commercial and maybe an Old Navy commercial. 
An old Navy commercial. Old Navy likes to rock. Might be out, too extreme so. for old Navy, honestly. It might be. Um Yeah, Victorious is a rough one. Yeah. Um and knowing Rivers Cuomo wrote it. Doesn't I mean, there are help. many reasons why Rivers Cuomo should be in prison forever. Um but most of most of those reasons lie in the lyrical content on Pinkerton. Even though that record is really good. Um, I mean go to jail. Well, I mean, I'll I'll like fully stick him in horny jail for that. Yeah, but like he should go to jail, jail for victorious. Yeah, prison, prison. Even. His Death skeleton, row. his skeleton should serve a prison sentence. Death row for victorious. Um, yeah, that song sucks. Anyway, um, yeah. So uh, I'm gonna end this by just reading the set list I saw on the Vices and Virtues tour. All mm-hmm. right, that's how we're gonna end this. Uh, ready to go? Get me out of my mind. Banger set intro, mm-hmm. uh, but it's better if you do immediately Damn. after that. Damn. Uh, the ballad of Mona Lisa, Damn. Uh, immediately after that. Uh, lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off. <laughs> Trade mistakes, Camisado, uh, come on with fun. They First time they ever fun. played it, that's it brought out fun for it. Uh, Hurricane, the only difference between martyrdom and suicide is press coverage. Mm-hmm. Let's kill tonight, always nine in the afternoon. That Green Gentleman, Memories, I Write Sins, Not Tragedies, Encore, Carry On My Wayward Son. What the fuck? <laughs> and Nearly Witches. Good um, Lord. I, I just, I'm very comforted at the idea that I saw this band at the best time to see this band. That's such so, a good set list. It was pretty fucking good. Holy shit. That Green Gentleman? Oh my God. What a good song, dude. Oh, what a banger. What a fucking good yeah, song. Yeah, we might have to start another Panic Side podcast. Although, Honestly. that's a situation where there is more bad than good. Yeah. In I, IMO. IMO. Yeah. Um, okay, so... <laughs> so, speaking of um, podcasts, podcasts and bands, did you guys know that this is a Fallout Boy podcast? Yeah, that's why they subscribed. That's why they clicked on it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, how long were we talking about? That set list? Ooh, a long time. A long time. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, yeah, an hour and four minutes. <laughs> so, <laughs> this might have to be a two-parter, honestly. <laughs> or it's well, just a really long We'll see what episode. happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Back to the topic of today. So, you might have been intrigued by our, our reaction to finding out that this song was what we had to talk about. Yeah. At the end of last episode. Um, most notably by Carson just going insane and me yeah. being really confused. Well, so um I you know, there's some panic songs that I li- literally haven't heard. Like I, I haven't heard all of Pray for the Wicked. Like I I just haven't listened to it. Understandable. I refuse to. Yeah. Um Golden Days. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> it's on Death of a Bachelor. I'm sure it is. I <laughs> I I don't uh I don't not believe you, but mm-hmm. also it sounds fake. Yeah. Um I am intimately familiar with literally every Fallout Boy song. Mm-hmm. Um so here we are talking about one of the worst ones, I will say. And this one's not so bad where I have like the reason why we just did all that panic talk is because uh I have nearly nothing to say about this song other yeah. than it fucking stinks. <laughs> what what do you have? There's well only one thing. Um you're gonna hate this. One correction. Oh shit. 
one correction. We're back in corrections? This is, well, because it wasn't relevant to the panic section. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, But the uh, last episode, you said this song was a uh, Mania B-side. Oh, fuck. It is actually a American Beauty, American Psycho B-side. Oh, that's even worse almost. Yeah, honestly. So that's the only thing. Um, <laughs> okay, well, and, that's not as bad as I thought it was. No, but it, like... And then uh, the other thing, it's not a correction, it's just a, a fun fact. Um, Joe insisted that they revisit it, which is how it ended up on Believers Never Die Too. No. And I don't know why he did that to us. Okay, so I, I do have more than just saying this song sucks about it. Uh, I think this is the most guitar that is on any song on mania or american beauty american psycho yeah that's probably Um, fair i don't know what's up with this song though uh this is one where it feels like like nothing i don't know if you have this with bummer Uh but sometimes dan and i will spend a whole day on a song and then we'll just be like well it's good we got that out of our systems never coming out that song sucks all those riffs are kind of garbage glad we did it because we got that out of our system, but like, I'd like to think for a band that is not very far along, we like have a pretty good filter on what gets released and what doesn't get released mm-hmm. and what like is, you know, is, you know, gotten rid of at the cutting room floor. Right. Yeah. Um, leave this one in the drafts. Yeah. What are you doing? What's it doing out here? I shouldn't hear this. <laughs> we should um, not know that this exists. The way this song made me feel, I was embarrassed just to show my friend Tom Lovejoy. Because uh, he was like, he's he's a listener of the show. Mm-hmm. Quick shout out. Love shout you, Tom. Out Tom. Um uh Tom was like Tom was like, I didn't see what song like I haven't finished the West Coast Smoker episode. I didn't see which song you guys spun for. Uh-huh. I was like, oh dude, it sucks. And he didn't even know what I was talking about. And I pulled it up and he was like, he was like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Tom's kind of a mania truther too. Really? I, I do. I do want to have him on. Uh, I hope we get a mania song when, when he's on, or maybe if we spin for one, I'll be like, Hey, come on the show to be a mania truther and to still hate this song is kind of nuts. Well, okay. This song for for me, this song isn't terribly far removed from Mania, even though it's not from the same sessions. It's like because you you um like hating it so much and thinking it's like just the fucking worst. I think it's their worst song. Like I'm not even kidding. That's crazy to me because I don't get anything from this song. Like (laughs) I don't get. I I don't like. I don't like it. I don't really hate it. It's just sure. like kind of a nothing song. I listened to it like five times on the way over here. I still uh-huh. don't know how it goes. It's like, it's just such an impressive void of a song. That's interesting. There's nothing to it. And to, yeah. I was thinking about it as I was listening to it in the chorus hit. I was like, this feels like it should be way bigger than it is. Interesting. This feels like it should be like kind of anthemic or like it should like open up a little bit but it's just kind of at the same energy that it has been the whole song and it got me thinking like 
what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> My dog is going crazy. S- Sadie is, is she's rolling all right. around she's, on the She's ground. a crazy gal. But um, it got me thinking, like, what, what's something else that does have a, a big chorus that, like, opens up and, like, does it really well? And you know what my mind drifted to? Mm-hmm. Fireflies by Owl City. Damn. And okay, I I listened to that song a couple times after listening to Bob Dylan. Then I went back to Bob Dylan, and I was like, "Yeah, I just <laughs> Hang on. holy shit, Sadie, 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 <laughs> what are you doing? I don't even know if y'all can hear that. She's causing a fucking ruckus. Sadie, come come back over. I'll so, push you. Come on, come over here. She's got the zoomies, I think. She's too big of a dog to have the zoomies. Yeah. Oh, you're you're very sweet with her. Um. Yeah. In what way is this song like Fireflies? Run that back for me. It's the way that it isn't, but I feel it tries to be. So hear me out. Um, yeah. Fireflies is like so, something I found I really like in music is tension and release. Of course. Which is yeah. part of why I like um, uh, Black Country New Road so much, because they're fantastic at they're that. They're so good at it. Yeah. Post-rock in general is just really good with tension, tension and release. And, release. Um, and Fireflies is also pretty good at that. Um, it starts out with this like kind of uh, ditzy little, uh, cute little verse, and then once it gets to the chorus, it's like muted. Sure. I know, right? Um there's uh Sadie's agreeing with me. Uh it's like there's like a, a, a high pass on it or or some or a low pass. I never remember which one is which. Yeah. But it's like it's muted and then it goes back into the the verse, which makes the chorus when it opens up, it's like this It's huge, kind of, yeah. It's huge. It's yeah. this like compressed um fucking tr- gigantic chorus. Yeah. And it's Th- there's just something about it. It's fucking magical. It's dope. It's yeah. a it's, it's a so magical sad. song, yeah. I think. And the, uh, Bob Dylan, it like, it's not exactly trying to be Fireflies, but I do feel like it's trying to have somewhat, <laughs> somewhat of a larger chorus. And it just does it like it doesn't feel any bigger than the verses, which yeah. does which like doesn't contribute to uh feeling like the song has progressed in any way right which yeah. also makes the the fake out towards the end of the song when you feel like it's about to end and then they launch right back into the chorus dude i got so excited because i thought it was over every, every time every time i, every time, to it, I, was, I was like, like oh it's i was over. like finally fuck maybe and then they hit the bad. chorus again and then they hit it again and like that is just one of the most one of the limpest impacts they could have Cause I think Joe wanted to revisit this because he thought that if it got released, uh, the band would die. Because <laughs> this song sucks. I think maybe Joe wanted to release it because there was actual guitars on it. Yeah, no, that is one thing where it's like, it's very clear, like, live guitars. And, like, honestly, the picking pattern in the chorus is, like, kind of difficult. It's like a gallop type thing, which yeah. is interesting. Shame um, that it sucks, but... It's a shame that it blows, yeah. Um yeah, I I really did not like this. I think that I don't even really know whether or not to count it. They did release it. It mm-hmm. is an officially released song. Mm-hmm. Um and there are songs on the wheel that are literally not officially released that yeah. we have from like leaks and stuff. But uh so we should probably count it then. 
so that's the thing is like to me uh like this song is so bad that i don't want to count it because if i count it that means you're dignifying it it is their worst song yes um which i actually think their like worst album song will get there but Mm. it's not what you think it is so Mm. um yeah uh just uh we'll we'll do this real quick. Uh <laughs> Dawson, what do we have on song meetings for this one? Nothing. <laughs> Not a god. It's logged, thing. right? Like you can pull up a page. You can pull for up it, right? the lyrics for it. Okay. But nobody has commented ne- on it. Next week I want to see y'all comment on this shit. There is nothing. You guys you guys gotta go comment on it. Yeah, go Please. to songmeanings.com and look up Bob Dylan by Fallout Boy and comment what you think the meaning is. Um because there's nothing there. Probably because uh, the meaning of the song, the song is the schlong. Uh, the schlong is pretty shallow. Yeah, personally, I, I mean, I get it. You know, like I, I get what's going on. I know what they're, I know what they're talking about. Honestly, yeah. Would you bury me next to Johnny Cash? I'm obsessed. Would you bury me next to Johnny Cash? No, I will not. Personally, I don't think I will. Um, but I appreciate you asking. Uh, me as your best friend, uh, Patrick Stump. I really appreciate you asking me, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, just going on the Fallout Boy subreddit real quick. Um, there's not a lot of love for this one. No. But there's more love than I than I thought there would be. Um, and I say that because every time I log on to the Fallout Boy subreddit and like type in something there are people defending pretty much everything Mm -hmm. um one of the top posts related to bob dylan is uh a uh (laughs) a very uh sad post um that said uh it said hella mega tour which was the tour they did with uh weezer and green day Mm -hmm. hella mega tour no dear future self or bob dylan yeah. Why would they play this? I love going to the Hella Mega Tour last night. I got to hear my favorite song, A Little Less, 16 Candles, live. My only complaint is them not playing Dear Future Self or Bob Dylan live, since that is their only new songs they haven't performed on tour. Well. There's a reason. First off, um, <laughs> it sucks. But considering most of their post-hiatus output, that doesn't really matter to them. Yeah. Um, no. But second off, it's a b-side put on the believers never die part two compilation i don't know why they would play it live personally yeah uh this this person who uh has now deleted their reddit account because uh (laughs) it seems like a lot of comments were deleted off this post um why is there spelled wrong new song bob dylan so underrated I am so glad Joe fought to put it out because I personally love the song. Please no hate. Everyone has different tastes. Which, and I think they got so slaughtered. So, <laughs> which they're right. Uh, everyone has different tastes. Everyone has different tastes. Uh, part of this podcast is predicated on different tastes. But I'd love to know what a like, like w- a stand that we know, a stand that we can talk to. Yeah. Things of this song. I would like to know what somebody likes about this song. That that's what I'm getting at. Is like you say it's nothing. I think that 
the like levels of cheesiness like i i'm i'm not even the one that wrote the song right and i feel like naked <laughs> that it's released yeah i feel like everybody saw me stark naked and i my hands were duct taped to the ceiling so everybody saw everything you know mm -hmm. what i mean it's a weird example, very specific, but... Yeah, has this, has this happened to you before? All the time. Um, <laughs> it, it is rough. Like, I, I think if we're saying worst release song, this is my dead last at the moment. And this podcast is going to take us like two and a half years. So uh, <laughs> it might change, but... Uh, subscribe. Yeah, please subscribe. We're going to keep, we're following through with it too. Yeah. Listen, one time, one time my father told me I had no follow through and, and it stuck with me at, ever since I'm following through. We're going to, we're going to prove Carson's dad wrong. Yeah. He didn't listen this far. Um, <laughs> uh, there is one noteworthy thing regarding this song, which is there is a, there is a music video for this song um, mm. for some fucking reason. Um, it looks like they put five dollars into it because it's all like animated and the colors aren't e like some of it's just like not colored in, which is very funny. Nice, <laughs> like hand drawn animation. Um, the character that uh, it, there's like a main character, our main uh, the protagonist, if you will. Prot um, trying to he's he's trying to call a girl named Stardust. In the video. Hold on a second. Yeah. Very, very strange. Very weird. How so. long have they been writing this record? <laughs> it's a good question. Um, my, the only thing I can come up with is that they've had the, the song title. Or maybe they've had the song so much for Stardust itself done mm -hmm. um, for a while. From what I understand, so much for Stardust was like a collection of songs that Joe was like. Yo, we got to put these out. Like yeah. these are really good. Um, and you know who gives a shit if we uh, if we uh, if we don't have a big fucking you know sports sports hit. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I don't have much else to say other than uh, the genius annotations for this one are so asinine that it's like, like for example, the opening lyric, which by the way, I think this is like worse than lyrics on Mania. I did not think Mania's lyrics, like, I, I didn't think you could get worse than that as uh -huh. far as Pete Wentz lyrics go. Uh, these are way worse. They, they blow Mania out of the water. Um, <coughs> but the genius annotations, like, the first line, uh, when they say, you and what army... Uh, the genie sanitation is you and what army is an old American saying, which implies that the threat made is a weak one or saying the person is not capable of what they are saying. Um, and then in the chorus, uh, there's a Harry Potter gif attached to it, <laughs> which is super cool. That's dope. Uh, then in the chorus, the opening line, cause everyone loves Bob Dylan, which, you know, when you don't say it like Patrick says it, like with the inflections and stuff, mm -hmm. sounds very fucking stupid. <laughs> so, uh, every, cause everyone loves Bob Dylan. What do you just, I want you to just guess what the genius annotation is. Uh, 
this line is referring to the universal acclaim that Bob Dylan has. You're, you're, dumb it down more. What? It's, it's just, it's just Bob Dylan is a famous American singer songwriter. No fucking, dude. Well, there's more to it than that, but like, I, I'm not reading that deep into it. Um, Machine Gun Kelly is a famous American musician, but you can't say everyone loves Machine Gun Kelly. Well, I mean, there's too many syllables for that. True. Everyone loves Machine Gun (laughs) Kelly. It doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't work. Uh, By the way, uh, if any if any of you guys heard uh, Sadie whining, don't worry. I am actively petting her. Yes. Um, She gets this way with everybody. She she once you leave, she's gonna be all over me. (laughs) So. You know, no big deal. No big deal. Uh, you know. Whatever, dude. Uh, she's like, this is a side note, but like, for, for those of you who have not met my dog, which I assume is most, uh, <laughs> but uh, she's like bigger than most golden retrievers. She's very large. She's huge. <laughs> she's, she's like a, a horse. Tremendous dog. <laughs> she's a very, very big dog. And not that she's like fat or anything. Not she's at just all. She's huge. just large. <laughs> big, big dog. Yeah, she was like the biggest of her litter, and then she's like, like I'm not even kidding. She could eat her mom. Like Damn. it's crazy. She's huge. She's a big dog. Yeah. Anyway, um, I have nothing else to say about this fucking song. <laughs> yeah, me neither. It's uh, it's just not a lot to say about it. I mean, yeah. I would like to know what someone, why someone would like it, because it, it's like. there's just nothing to it like the lyrics are super generic the instrumental ain't much better and like the vocal performance is fine but only because patrick isn't like blowing out your ears by over singing it which i I want whatever joe's smoking uh, yeah joe What's going on there, man? Future guest of the pod, Joe. Joe Troman. Joe Troman. Future guest of, of the pod. Of the members of Fall Out Boy, I feel like he is the most likely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know their, their personality types that well. Oh, well, you got the bad boy. You got the, the quiet one. <laughs> Did they, do they follow those archetypes? No, I don't think they do. The other day, we were trying to figure out if Dow Boys follows those. And uh, I mean. Do you? I think so. I haven't figured out who everyone is, though. Gotcha. I think I'm the bad boy though, <laughs> which is a problem. It's always kind of it's always kind of Dan funny might be to, the bad boy. I think Dan's a bad boy. Yeah, because because like if you call yourself the bad boy, you're, you're probably not, the, not bad the bad boy. Yeah, I'm the boy scout. Actuality, <laughs> so that the sucks. Boy scout. Um. All right. Uh. Are you ready to spin, or did you have anything on this? It's uh. Uh, strong three to a light four out of ten. Oh yeah, we have to rank it. Fuck. We do have to. Uh, one. I I like I I literally cannot imagine me disliking something more than this song. There's I I cannot for like I'm thinking about the songs on Mania, and like and you're you're not conjuring up the same. No, that's no. I like, and it could be because Tom Lovejoy, who I mentioned earlier, was like kind of defending mania and was like last of the real ones is one of the best songs they've ever written and i was like (laughs) we gotta get him on for that episode yeah absolutely 
Um, and then I listened to it and I was like, this song is not half bad. Really? Like if this song was like a one-off single and it was like, this is the only time we're doing, we're ever doing this sound, <laughs> which never happens. But uh, if that's what it was, I'd be like, this is, this is actually kind of fine, you know? Yeah. Um, but like, I, I literally, I, after listening to this a few times, just like did like a quick skim mm -hmm. of Mania's track listing and also American Beauty, American Psychos. I, I literally can't find a song that I dislike more than this one. And that may change during the course of the show. Mm -hmm. But uh, holy fuck, I hated this song. I like really, really hate it. It ain't good. I feel bad. I feel like a hater. I feel like a big <laughs> hater. It is hater but week. It is hater week. That's right. One out of ten for me. Three out of ten for you? I'm, I'm between a three and a four. I don't do half scores because that's pussy shit. Um, <laughs> I only do half scores if we're if we're on a five point scale, but I use a ten point scale. We basically so. gave him a Patreon episode this week. Yeah, this is so long. This is like an hour and a half. <laughs> I think uh, we have some pre roll beforehand, but I don't think it's going to be that much. <laughs> yeah. So let's wrap it up. Let's spin yeah, the yeah, wheel. Yeah. Figure out what we're talking about next time. Thank you all for sticking around, uh, listening yes, to this yes, episode, yes. this long ass episode about Panic at the Disco, and some of Fallout Boy. I think that speaks just to how bad this song was. That yeah. like, I was just like, can we please talk about this worst thing you made me do? <laughs> Which you did not make me do it. I did do it willingly because yeah. we had not decided that we were doing it. Uh, you spun last week, so I guess I'm going to spin this week. Are Is you that recording? Cool? Yeah, that's. Cool. Oh shit, you're right. Well, I need to take Bob Dylan out of the fucking thing. Yeah. So let me do that. And uh, while, while we're waiting on that, um, quick reminder, just uh, follow us on social media. Um, yes, at yes, the yes. dreaded wheel on Twitter for the podcast. And then at Callous Dow Boys for the Callous Dow Boys and at Bummer Hill ATL, both of those on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, those are Carson and I's bands. And then oh, at the Callous Dow Boys on Instagram and at Bummer Hill on Instagram. March and 20th, Underground Atlanta. March 20th is... Bummer Hill's next show, and then Callous Dow Boys are performing at South by Southwest. So if you're fortunate enough to be able to go to that, uh, go see Yeah, them. if you have $1,000. If you have $1,000. I think you can buy away. individual tickets for our show still. I don't think it's sold out just yet, okay. but it's well, close. So, And uh, I mean, this will come out on Friday, so you literally have one day to buy a ticket. Yeah. So it might be sold out by then. But we're, who knows? We just announced a tour. So who knows? Yeah, with we'll, Hazing Over. That's with Hazing Over. That's gonna be cool as well. Pog Champ Band. Pog, Pog Champ, Champ Band. Band. Shout out Hazing Over for real. I just uh I I just wanna give everybody like because like I know I'm the one that like uh I know I'm the one like this podcast was my idea and everything. Mm -hmm. And I know like, you know, I'm me, I'm a big personality, I'm loud. I'm rambunctious. Big Carson. And that's the funny thing is like, I don't even like, I don't even drink anymore or like do like hard drugs anymore. So, uh, this is all pure. So 100% uncut Carson. Yeah. Uh, so you can imagine what I was like back then, but, uh, you know, I know I'm a, I know I'm a big personality. I just, I just want to give everybody some wholesome, uh, Dawson personality content was, uh, because we were recording at my mom's place cause I'm house sitting and I was like, are you okay with dogs? And Dawson, in life, in real life, not on recording, said, dogs are pretty pog champ. <laughs> well, it's true. So if you're wondering why Dawson is like one of my favorite people in the world, you just, <laughs> you, 
could take that. So I've removed Bob Dylan from uh, from the wheel. Dogs are pretty pog uh, champ. Especially this, this dog one. is very pog this champ. This dog is super pog champ. Um, I'm I'm gonna spin. Are, are you cool with that? Are you yeah. cool with me spinning? You recording? I I am as of now. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right, folks. Spinning, 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 spinning the wheel. The spinning. wheel is spinning. I don't know what this is. This is a mania song. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, next week we will be doing Sunshine Riptide. (laughs) Two stinkers in a row. But but now we know it's not you. Now we know that I can have stinkers too. So it's okay. You know, that's a relief. That's a relief. I I'm didn't sure want to be. I didn't want to be the the stinker generator of the podcast. Oh, I was not ready for two stinkers in a row. Oh fuck! Okay. All right. Thank you, everybody. Next time we won't talk about Panic at the Disco for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, special episode. Special fourth episode. Special funny episode. Special very silly episode. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, bye, everybody.